Hello, listeners. Before we get started, we want to thank our new sponsor, Answer One, for its support of this show. Their virtual reception service is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week to handle inbound calls, schedule appointments, and even respond to emails. Check them out at answerone.com forward slash podcast for a special offer. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the AVA Journal Legal Rebels podcast where we talk to men and women who are remaking the legal profession, changing the way the law is practiced, and setting standards that will guide us into the future. Hi, I'm Stephanie Francis Ward, a senior writer of the ABA Journal. Today, I'm speaking with Amy Porter, the founder and CEO of LawPay, which is a payment service for attorneys. Welcome to the show, Amy. Hi, thank you. Thank you for having me. I wanted to back up a tiny bit. So LawPay came from your business, Affinipay. Can you tell me how you got the idea for Affinipay and how that led you to LawPay? Great question. And I get that question quite a bit. I always joke that we have an identity crisis. People tend not to get Affinipay and LawPay confused. And, and the reality is they are the same company. Um, Affinipay was, we started that as a payment technology company back in 2005. And it was originally, I founded the company to work specifically with associations, professional trade associations and nonprofits who at that time in the mid-2000s were going online for the first time for member dues, conference registration. They wanted to do donations to a lawyer PAC account or a young lawyers group that needed separate funding for things like that. And so started working with a lot of the bar associations and helping them with payments and, and, and how to manage payments through their bar website and through some of their member management programs. Out of that, having lots of conversations with some of the different bar staff, we started talking about, is this something that our members, that our law firms could use for their clients? And LawPay really evolved out of conversations with multiple bar associations about the needs that lawyers have in their practice. They were facing the same challenges. How do we go online for the first time? How do we make payment an efficient process? How do we how do we manage this new technology? And so LawPay was created specifically for lawyers and for law firms to accept payments. And how did you know that there was a need for something like this in the nonprofit world? Did you work in nonprofits before you started your own businesses? I didn't. You know, I started right out of school in the mid-90s working with, in the payment business, with traditional payments, so doing credit card processing, point-of-sale systems for restaurants and dry cleaners, just kind of very generic payments. And from that, learning the industry, and then I started working with a local company in Austin called Affinescape, and they specifically built software to help associations manage their business. So they were an association management system, but they didn't have payments built into their system. And so they were really struggling, and they asked me to come in and consult with them and figure out how do we add payments, how do we build payments into our software and into our solution. And that's where Finipay started. I really kind of walked them through that and they still kind of struggled. We're, we're still quite not sure how to how to put all these pieces of the puzzle together. 
And so I came in and built that system for them. And it really, Affinipay started as a separate company, but primarily partnered with Affiniscape originally to help their associations. They had about 4,000 professional trade associations across the country with online dues and conference registrations for the first time. Okay. And this is going to sound like a crazy question if I'm not correct, but someone told me at some point you had sold cheerleading uniforms online. <laughs> is that is that correct? Um, and I was wondering if that played in with um, um, no, your business development. Well, not exactly. Not exactly. Uh, through college and, and right after college, I worked for a company called Varsity and I sold cheerleading uniforms. Uh, Varsity is a, oh, a public company. Is a probably the, good. The, yes, of course. I'm that's with right. Stuff. That's right. Yep. And uh, and I was a cheerleader at the University of Texas. And so that was kind of when I went, first graduated and went out looking for a job. That seemed the most obvious Makes choice sense. for me. Uh, yeah. It's what I know. I've been a cheerleader my whole life. So like, I'll go sell cheerleading uniforms. But I did learn a lot from Varsity about business. They have such a unique model. And, and actually... It's funny you bring them up because I look back on Varsity and, and still I'm very close with a lot of that management team. It's some of the things they do about their business, you know, they, about how they brand themselves, just the quality of product um, in, in everything that they do at a corporate level. I think that even early on in, in my company, I emulated a lot of what Varsity did with their branding um, and building a quality product. And I'm curious, were there any other similarities or things you learned from working with athletes and college athletes and high school athletes and all those that community that you've taken with selling a product to attorneys? Gosh, good question. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm sure there are so many similarities. You know, I, I sometimes joked, attorneys are competitive. They like to win. I mean, that's kind of the nature of what they do. And that certainly applies to athletes and sports as well. And we talk about that a lot here. And we talk about the culture of, of law pay and kind of our brand and what we represent. And we talk about we're competitive in the fact that we want to do a good job, but we're not aggressive. We're confident, but we're not arrogant. You know, we're really this brand of friendly professionals. We really are very hands-on and very cognizant of, of the client experience. And I think a lot of that translates from sports, from athletics. We have a lot of former college athletes that work here. And there tends to be a direct correlation in that personality um, to the same type of people that are successful in this business. Very interesting. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we are going to talk about starting an ancillary legal services businesses that attorneys can and will pay for. We'll be right back. Is your firm experiencing missed calls, empty voicemail boxes, and potential clients you'll never hear from again? Enter Answer One Virtual Receptionists. They're more than just an answering service. Answer One's available 24-7. They can even schedule appointments, respond to emails, integrate with Clio, and much more. Answer One helps make sure your clients have the experience they deserve. Give them a call at 800-ANSWER-1 or visit them at answerone.com forward slash podcast for a special offer. And we're back. I'm Stephanie Francis-Ward. And on this issue of the ABA Journal's Legal Rebel Trailblazer podcast, I am speaking with Amy Porter, the founder and CEO of LaPay. So Amy, we talked about the similarities with athletes and the athletic arena in colleges. 
and how that translates to the legal world. I'm also curious, and maybe this kind of ties in of what you told me before the break, I think a lot of people try to start ancillary legal businesses, but some run into problems because their business either just can't make enough money to stay open or lawyers won't pay for the service, or maybe the service is already offered by a much larger public company that's going to have different costs of doing business than you do. What advice do you have about starting a business that lawyers need and are willing to pay for? Great question. And you do see that. You see, you know, I go to a a lot of the different bar events across the country and we see new sponsors and new vendors popping up every year and then they don't come back the next year and you wonder what happened to those guys. Mm -hmm. And I think what happens is, I think there's no question, I think everyone acknowledges there is a gap in technology with law firms. There is a need for new technology. There's a need for disruption. But I think the mistake that I see new companies make is they kind of come in with their hero cape on and they're going to save the day and transform the whole industry without taking time to really learn how a law firm works and to really learn what it is that lawyers actually need to be more efficient, to be more successful. Some things from the outside that we look at and say, gosh, that's really inefficient, but there's really a method to their madness. And so when a new startup comes in and tries to tell them how they're going to make it better and how they're going to be so great, it sometimes isn't well received from the law firm, especially some of your older attorneys. Um, They they do have a method to their madness. They have a way they do things that is proven successful for them. And I think almost to acknowledge that and respect that, but here's how we can make it better. Here's how we can take that next step. And it's not going to happen overnight. And so I think a lot of people also come in and they're not very patient. They expect this immediate adoption and these immediate results, and it does take time. And I think the other thing with that is you have to build that trust. You have to build that credibility. Um, we started LawPay over 12 years ago, and so, it didn't, it, so it, we didn't build this. We didn't build our company overnight. And is part of, I would imagine, what's really important is for most clients, especially attorneys perhaps, you have to convince them that something is their idea. It's not that you're telling them what they should do, but it's their idea and they think it's great. You know what? There's a little bit of that, but also I think for the most part, lawyers are not, they're very well educated. They're not incompetent. They're not They're not stupid. They may not be very technical or they may not be savvy with a new computer program, but that certainly does not mean that they are are not very intelligent and and smart individuals. Um, And so I think being able to communicate in a way that makes it easy, that's easy to understand, that they can adopt, that doesn't completely disrupt and and turn their entire workflow upside down. Um, I think that's intimidating and it's very frustrating for them. And I think a lot of the new te- legal technology comes in. They, they try to revamp everything that they do in their office and they're going to get resistance. Right. Now, you also, you have expanded your business to include CPAs, correct? We have. We have. We found working through in the legal industry. So after 10 years of, of working with lawyers, we realized one day, oh my gosh, we've got a lot of CPAs using the LawPay product. And we started reaching out to them and talking to those CPAs. And they loved the the technology. They loved the features. They loved how convenient and secure it was. But at the end of the day, they weren't lawyers. And so some of the features in the law pay technology really didn't translate to a CPA firm. They don't have IOLTA accounts. They don't have a need um, to accept advanced fees and retainers. So the system does look different. But we found that they were kind of duct taping and using the law pay program for their CPA clients to collect payments online, which was great. But we started realizing that there really is a need there on the CPA side as well. And so they are still looking for that secure, quick online 
payment solution that allows them to be professional. So it's they're not just taking kind of a, a PayPal or a Square type payment on their phone. They want something that makes them look professional, that's online, that's customized for their firm, that integrates with their practice management system and, uh, and is really a better fit for what they do. And so we launched CPA Charge, to answer your question, about almost two years ago now, and it's been very well received, and uh, we're very excited about that. We work with the AICPA and a number of the state CPA societies as partners on that program. That's really interesting to me that I want to make sure I understand this correctly. You weren't marketing your product to them, but they started using it because it worked for what they were doing. That's right. That's right. Um, And it was a very complimentary market. And a lot of the bars that we work with have JD CPA sections and they have a contingency of lawyer CPAs. So there was a natural crossover and it was a natural complementary and adjacent industry to legal, but also still recognizing lawyers and CPAs, very different too. Very interesting. And that's pretty much everything that I have time for today. I wanted to thank you so much for joining us, Amy. I really appreciate it. Of course. Thank you. And listeners, thank you for joining us as well. I'm Stephanie Francis Ward, and you've been listening to the ABA Journal's Legal Rebels Trailblazer podcast series. If you'd like more information about today's show, please visit LegalRebels.com, LegalTalkNetwork.com, subscribe via iTunes and RSS, find both the ABA Journal and Legal Talk Network on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn, or download the free apps from ABA Journal and Legal Talk Network in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.